This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. the last so many months, we've been really sharing a lot of segments that have to do with some aspect of communication. And today we're going to be talking about dialogue. And there's actually a training video that I use with some of my clients, and it's called Dialogue, Now You Are Talking. And this film is put out by CRM Video Learning Company. So what I'm going to share with you today comes from that video. So when we're talking about dialogue, we're really talking about a way of having a conversation with others for a particular purpose. So the purpose of dialogue is really to, number one, deepen understanding of the people who are having the dialogue. Number two, it's so that you can learn together. And it's number three, to promote collaboration or a degree of breadth or depth in whatever it is that you're talking about. Now, dialogue is similar to other forms of communication, meaning it has some elements similar to listening. However, it's not just listening. It's definitely not debate, and it's definitely not decision-making. So there are some other components. Primarily, when we think about dialogue, one of the aspects is that you are suspending several factors. Number one, you're suspending judgment. So you're really listening to understand, and therefore you're not judging and getting rid of ideas right away. You're also suspending decision-making. So again, you're listening long enough so that you really get all the ideas on the table and begin to think about what else is possible And you don't shorten the process by rushing to decision-making. And then thirdly, what each person suspends is their status. So let's say you're using dialogue at work because you want to deepen your understanding on a particular topic or particular way to go. Maybe the organization is considering a new computer system and you're weighing the pros and cons of one system versus another. So you're listening to everyone's perspective And it means that even if you're the boss and you have, quote, higher status in a dialogue, every voice is equal for the period of time that you're conducting the dialogue. You suspend that status and each person speaks as their own individual and they speak for themselves, not for their whole group or anything. You're just speaking for yourself. And again, the whole point is to get the ideas on the table. So you're very liberally using listening skills, listening skills such as asking open-ended questions, asking questions of clarification. And as we've covered in another show before, open-ended questions typically start with how or what, and they allow a person to go deeper and to say a little bit more. The listening skills also include summarizing what you've heard. And again, you're not saying, oh, that's a bad idea. You're not making any judgments. You're not ruling anything out. You're just making sure you understand all that's being said. 
Another component besides listening and besides suspension, suspension of judgment, decision-making status, and listening to understand is what we call discovery. So in discovery, you're listening for and you're trying to figure out, are there any hidden assumptions? And particularly within yourself, you may have some hidden assumptions there or some hidden agendas even that may not have been clear to you until the dialogue started. So you're listening to find out what might I be bringing that could be an impediment to listening to understand. That's one aspect of discovery. And you're also discovering new ideas and new approaches, maybe something that you hadn't thought about before you came to the table. One of the things that I discover is that when I facilitate dialogues with groups of people, is that they often will come to what I see as that third solution that's very different from A, very different from B. Nobody was thinking about it before they got in the room, but as a result of the dialogue, a C comes up, an idea, a new approach that no one had thought of before. And in order to get those Cs emerging on the table, you have to stay in dialogue mode. And then, in addition, you also discover common ground. It's been very frequent that I've been in meetings where people were maybe not even looking forward to the meeting ahead of time because they assumed that the other people that they were going to be meeting with were going to be coming from a radically different point of view. They were the enemy and there was no common ground. However, when they actually practice the discipline of dialogue, they discovered that they really did have common ground. And it was from that common ground then that they could actually build and begin to see and to explore new ideas and new approaches. So what happens is you devote a specific amount of time, and sometimes it's multiple sessions, to the dialogue process. And when it feels clear that you've uncovered and discovered the common ground, the new ideas, the hidden assumptions, when you've understood the issues from each person's perspective and point of view, and you have some sense of what the concerns are, only then do you then schedule for another time period the decision-making session. And the reason why you do this is a lot of times when people try to put it all in the same meeting, they'll go to decision-making far too quickly and they really haven't finished the dialogue and they don't even know that they haven't finished the dialogue. This is particularly true with business people because as business people, we're very results-oriented. So we want to get to that decision. We want to get to that conclusion. However, you want a decision and you want a conclusion that people have buy into, that they're excited about, and where they feel that they can rally around it because they've been heard, all the ideas have actually gotten out on the table. You know, as we're sitting here talking about dialogue today, I'm just aware that in today's workplace, many people really don't feel heard. They have lots of great ideas. They have lots of innovations in their heads and minds, and yet there are fewer and fewer forums for those ideas to be heard. In addition, businesses themselves are facing significant challenges 
really trying to come up with new innovations and new approaches in a very competitive environment. So a tool like Dialog is really very powerful for having your people heard and also for coming up with the necessary innovations for complex and difficult challenges. So consider Dialog as a tool that you can use to really build a sense of commitment, a greater sense of commitment from your team members and a greater sense of motivation. So here's your homework. I'm going to suggest that you pick a topic, something where it would be useful for your team to learn together and to deepen their understanding and to promote that sense of collaboration and co-creation, as I call it, and carve out that time to listen, to understand, to suspend judgment, decision-making, and status, and also to discover the common ground, the new ideas and approaches, and also to uncover those hidden assumptions. You'll be amazed at what you can accomplish together through dialogue. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.